Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan. We are the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community, where we talk about more than just Monster Hunter. And Ace was trying to throw me off there with his little diddly hands or whatever that antlers. was. Antlers. Moose antlers. Antlers. The, the wavy moose antlers. Um, again, this is your host, Fortuan, joined by co host Sasha. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing a okay. Had a nap. Woke up to uh, there being pizza, and then woke up to uh, there being results from the uh, Creator Clash event that's going on right now. I don't know if you guys saw that. It's like 16, Mm. 18 YouTubers in uh, Tampa, Florida, all doing like their first boxing events. Yes, I saw that Aaron uh, Hansen is one of the contenders because I saw it pop up on my YouTube feed. It was like, yes, Aaron's actually boxing. I'm like, okay, what YouTube stunts are they doing now? So, mm. yeah, I got it. I, I got it. Apparently so, he did not win, as Andrew informed me a couple minutes ago. He was up against oh. uh, Harley Mortenstein from Epic Mealtime. Is that the guy, the, the main guy who runs it? Yeah. Yeah, the guy's like six seven. I get it. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I used to watch him, Epic Mealtime. He's actually in a video game high school. You guys ever seen that short internet series? It was on Netflix for a while. Um, mm-hmm. that's pretty fun. He was the principal in it. And he just yells at the kids all the time. He just like brings them into the office and yells at them. Uh, so yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, tonight is uh. Video game news night, so we're gonna we're gonna touch on on some video game news stuff that we missed during the the month of us doing other things like the um, you know the quiz show and then Monster Hunter Week and then uh, some other stuff and well we have a potentially weird plan for the the next wild card episode. I'm not I'm not sure if we're gonna do it or yet or not. We had mentioned the my crazy dating tales. I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that yet or not. <laughs> who knows um i will say i am doing something exciting on monday um i don't know if it's going to work out but i am talking to a loan officer getting a house that's exciting news yeah i'm i don't know if it's good they're going to come back and say like yeah um we will loan you nothing you you will get nothing um because I did have my identity stolen a couple of years ago, and that's that's what I'm most worried about. Is that still affecting me? Supposedly it's taken care of, but you, I just don't trust it. Um, mm-hmm. because that was stressful. I, I don't know if you were on the show Ace when that happened, but did I talk about that at the time? Because I was. That was another max stress. I don't know if I was on there at the time, but I know about it. I mean, we've talked about it a lot, both on and off the show. So, yeah, it was, and I mean, it was a rough, it was a rough week. I had my brief experience with that, with, uh, my Etsy account being briefly compromised and Hacked. then someone paying themselves $160, but I got that back pretty quickly. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I, mine was because of the Equifax, uh, breach. If you guys remember that where Equifax leaked a bunch of, like people got into the Equifax database and got like mm-hmm. people's social security numbers, so like they had my social and everything. It was yeah. pretty bad. Um, and then a couple of years later, so, 
Bethesda essentially followed up with the same thing with their support queue for Fallout 76 and doxed a bunch of people. Yep. Uh, they certainly did. That was part of the Fallout 76 debacle. Uh, speaking of Fallout, I've still been playing New Vegas here and there. Um, nice. Okay, so how far? I, uh, <laughs> I had to restart. Oh no! I had to I had to go back because I accidentally talked to the satellite, and and as in accidentally as in I didn't know it was going to do. It took me to the blue blue mountain, DLC, and I was not ready for that at like level four oh, or, or five. Old world blues. You started old yeah. world blues. Yeah, that's it's a bit early for that. It was rough. It I had like. 40 sticks of dynamite and I blew 20 of them on one dude and he didn't budge. I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so I had to reload. I mean that's why um, Easy Pete told you that you can barely handle these sticks of dynamite. Yeah, he certainly did. Um, so I actually restarted back at the point where I told you where the guy tried to kill me because I went and took care of the lizards. Yes. Like that is where I restarted. And I got back, uh, I basically got back through rescuing the deputy from the prisoner area. And that's what I have done so far. Do you intend to make him the sheriff of <laughs> Prim? No, there was something about repairing a robot to do it, and I'm trying to go that route. That's right, that's the right answer. I just don't have enough science or repair skill yet. Not so yet. I'm kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to come back. I've, I've still been prioritizing speech, but I've been, ever since I had my run in with the, uh, the DLC, I've been like, no, nah, I'm going to prioritize guns a little. Like I'm, <laughs> I want to be able to fight. Like this feels like I need to be able to do things other than just miss. So Yes, yes, you do need at least one weapon skill, but I do recommend you pick speech or barter, something to help you get along as well. <laughs> oh yeah, my speech is at 50 already, I think. Respectable. And um which is like what they call average cuz and I've been doing a lot of lock picking stuff too. Um it's it's been it's been mostly good. Um, the only problem I, I have really with the game at this point is the fact that it's old enough that it takes up a screen of, of the computer and everything else. Like, even though I have three monitors, it only allows me to interact with that one screen. And, and like, even in windowed mode, it just shoves everything completely unreachable. So, like, I can't yeah. multitask while I'm playing like, like I normally like to do on PC. So... It has to be like, okay, I am ready to sit down and immerse myself, which is fine for the game. I understand that's the kind of vibe that that kind of game wants to do. But sometimes I want to listen to a podcast while I'm playing a game. And it's very hard to pause that podcast and go do something and come back to the game. I, mean, it's just, I feel like you're man. really missing out if you're not listening to the radio in New Vegas. Uh, Yeah, I, I haven't yet, no. That's how I feel what? about... Uh... The radio in uh, Mafia Two, because they have a lot of a lot of fun songs on the soundtrack for Mafia Two that play in the real world. Yeah, or in the to be honest, the around. the couple of radios that I've found, I come <clears> up to <throat> them and I turn them off in the game. <laughs> I, 
I pretty much exclusively <laughs> just have my radio on the whole time, turn my pit boy on, have the radio playing. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know you could do that. I was just walking into rooms and there was a radio playing and I'm just like, that's annoying. Well, I do I'm that. Turn that off. I also do yeah. that. But it's because I already have it playing on my pit boy, so it just makes it really loud when I walk in a room and it starts playing in the other corner. I when I'm not listening to something else, I, I will turn on the Pip-Boy to see how, how it goes. Um, I've also transitioned away from using a controller to play to full keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's better. Um, because I had the, the controller plugged in for when I tried to tried to test out some Doom for the stream stuff I was going to do. And I just left the controller plugged in, because why not? Why Why bother unplugging and plugging something in? And when you have the controller plugged in for this game, it's like, no, we're just going to use the controller. I'm like, but I don't want to... Okay. So I just used the controller because it wouldn't allow me not to. And then I just unplugged the controller. It's like, screw this. I just want to use a mouse and keyboard. So. I've only played New Vegas one time, like one run through on the computer. And I... Mm-hmm. Th- it felt really unnatural because I've only played it on console, so only ever played it with mm. controller so i really only could tolerate using melee weapons when i played it on on computer the point right. and click bit sure. was hard for me to get used to i you know as much as they say that shooters are easier with the mouse um i don't always agree with that like i actually prefer to play the modern dooms on a controller um because i like the the, the problem is the buttons right like For me, it's just like they want you to press like six and seven different buttons and on a controller, not a problem. They're right there. You just move a different, you know, move your thumb to the corresponding like ingrained in my head since I was two face button positions that my that my thumb's going to be at. And then um, the triggers since I've been like 13, like those those are easily done. But it was something with this game. It doesn't require a lot of buttons for me. Um, it just doesn't bother me. Now, I will say the shortcuts are harder to use on the keyboard than on the controller. Mm-hmm. Like, because the shortcuts on the controller is just the D-pad. Like, you just press a direction on the D-pad and you're good. You just swap your weapons out. So, I haven't, like, completely stopped playing on controller. But the keyboard was just like, I just, I just don't want to deal with the controller right now because like it's at you know it's at this computer and i'm like sit i have to like sit a little further back and i'm like this and i'm like it's just not comfortable you know what i mean it's just like not comfortable because i don't have anywhere to put my hands because my keyboard's Mm -hmm. right there it's like lay my hands on my keyboard or like because i who who holds the controller all the way up all the time (laughs) like like this (laughs) that's why you gotta just get like a get like an armrest system for your gaming chair that just has like two concave rests that you can just rest in and just oh they they go up like i can do this like i I, the game chair i can just put my elbows on like this and i was doing that but it just feels awkward you mean like Mm. it feels like i'm in a high chair at that point because like your arms are so far up (laughs) so yeah i just it's one of the motivators for getting a place. I have more room. Because, mm-hmm. like, this is my living space when I play games. Like, this is it. You you almost see half of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah. Um, there was so, something else I was going to talk about, too, before we got into this, and I can't remember. So, forget it. Um, news stories tonight. Um, we got a couple. Uh, so, Ace, why don't you, you start us off? I, I do think we do have to mention the Monster Hunter stuff in, in well. general. Which we will cover in greater detail next week, but it did happen this week. Well... Capcom had a uh, digital Monster Hunter event, and a thousand and one fanboys lost their minds when uh, Agnector was not announced for the game, but a uh, volcanic Almudron instead. Yeah, yeah. Been seeing a so, lot of memeing on that on Twitter lately. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so Sasha, to explain. They they made a subspecies of a monster and turned it into lava monster version of itself when there's already several very fan-loved lava monsters that fit in the exact same spot. So this was not a good thing. We're not we're not happy losing our minds about it. Eh, I'm I'm I'll, largely I'll, indifferent to it. Uh the only the only the only flag that I raise is that they have the baby version of it already on the map. Yes, that's that's the problem. So, Ignactor is the one that people are flipping out about because Ignactor is of the same monster category, is a lava monster, and it's young already in the game. So, like, what the heck? <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're just going to turn the mud the mud leviathan into a lava leviathan. That's cool. That's fine. We're good. It's like it's like if they had a Mario game and uh, they had Baby Bowser in the game, and then the main villain of the game was just like Waluigi. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say the the Mario Two one, the frog that only appeared in Mario Two. I I haven't played Mario like Two, so I wouldn't know the the Mario Two. I don't remember his name, but like the Mario Two frog. Because it was a reskin of Doki Doki Panic, just mm. like, but that's that's not fair because Bombs were from Doki Doki Panic too, and they've become a Mario staple. So, gotcha. It's not really fair, but anyways, Wart. That was his name, Wart. I just remembered it, and you had to you had to throw turnips in his mouth so he would fart, and it was just a weird fight. Throw turnips in his mouth. That is weird. Yep. Yep. And he he dies and then he farts. And that's the end of the game. Alright. <laughs> that was actually the first video game I ever beat was Mario 2. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so I'm going to use it to segue to the first news article that I have. Which is about mm -hmm. kids apparently having a higher intelligence if they played video games. So maybe your IQ is 2.5 points higher because you beat Mario when you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> I do I I do uh I do tell my kids when they're like, "Daddy, help me beat this." I was like, "At this age, I've already beaten 10 games, kid. You can do it." <laughs> like uh, I do kind of use that against them. You, you tell your children to get good. Essentially. Yeah. I did see 
I did see a really funny parody video this week about just get good. It was like this live action thing of like, I think it was supposed to be Elden Ring. They were talking like, uh, no, it wasn't Elden Ring, it was Dark Souls because they had the, the Sun Bro, the Solaris guy. And he was like, Bro Solaris, I need your help. I need to get better. And then he's like, get good. And he's like, no, F get good. F all you say that. That's not real advice. I need advice. What do I do? And then like he was on a tirade. And then he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Get good. Doesn't mean that. It means there is no secret weapon. It's been inside of you the whole time. And it was just like this weird video. <laughs> of Just like why get good was supposed to be a positive thing that got turned into this negative thing, I guess. And it was like, okay, I get it. So, yeah. um, So, kids are smarter for playing games. Yes. So, the source of this is the Karolinska Institute in Sweden. And Mm -hmm. a little bit about their experimental design. They had 9,000 children participate in this study. So around age 9 or 10, they did baseline IQ testing and assessment testing on them. And they interviewed their parents about how much screen time they got and what they did with their Mm -hmm. screen time, whether it was social media, video games, or watching TV movie stuff. Two years Mm -hmm. later, they followed up, redid all the testing, and found the following, that children who spend an above average amount of time playing video games increased their intelligence more than the other groups um, and that the intelligence gain was an average of 2.5 IQ points higher than what is considered baseline or average IQ. And these were 9,000 American children that were studied. Hmm. Above average amount of screen time was over two hours of screen time and they found that children who spent more of their time doing TV or social media did not have a positive or negative effect on their IQs. They're pretty much the same when they were retested. That makes sense. Yep. So video games make you smart. That's good to hear. Um... I don't consider myself a particularly smart person, but, hmm, you know, it's something in my corner. Although it doesn't help that I have like a genius for a brother, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say there were some other things in the digital event that uh, we didn't cover because... we got it, it was you know we'll touch on it real quick but we got the same treatment exact same thing we got a subspecies of an ice monster when we could have had Zamtrios which was different kind of monster but still an ice monster that is also teased and has young in the game um, now I have seen a backlash of that of people saying well just because these are in it doesn't mean that we're not getting you know other monsters um, but what uh, and then we also got this really cool thing about uh, switch skills, and we got the returning, uh, the return of Seregios, aka Steve. And uh, Ace, do you know why it's called Steve? Yeah, because of the Rage Gaming Ecology video, the Attenborough. Actually, no, it's not. I've I figured this out late lately. Um, 
it was you know i used to think it was because reddit started saying it it wasn't because of reddit either it was uh yuri uh the capcom of america uh you know liaison uh what, what do they call him the community leader is his title mm-hmm. for capcom of america and someone asked him on the video of it debuting do we have a name for this flagship monster and he's like just call it steve it's literally there in the YouTube comments, and people just, like, ran with it. See, I thought it came for the fact that we already had Joe for Devil Joe. Mm-hmm. And, like, we need another normal name for a monster, so we're going to call it Steve. And so, yeah. Big returning monster. Sasha, I know you don't know too much about that, but it's it's a big deal for a lot of people. A lot of people like this monster as well. Um We've only seen him twice. He's only been in two U.S. Technically, three U.S. No, two. Sorry, there was a bug on me. Um, I think only two U.S. I don't know if he was in... Technically um, three. I'm pretty sure he was in Generations. And then Generations Ultimate, as well as four Ultimate. I'm pretty yeah, sure. that's the one I was saying. Like, I'm, That's the one I'm saying I don't know, because Generations didn't have a desert. Generations Ultimate brought in the desert. Gosh darn it, mm. bug. I don't know then. Quit freaking me out. <laughs> you may have confused me into not knowing now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but um, one thing I do want to talk about this digital event. Again, not revealing a ton of information. I'm so excited about that because mm-hmm. I counted it up. We're only at nine revealed monsters or something like that. Like, that's amazing. If we get the the full 30, like we did with Iceborne, that's pretty good, considering we got every single monster spoiled outside of the boss monsters mm-hmm. that are never spoiled. Yeah. So we might actually have some surprises, which could be Ignactorn Zamtrius, right? Because like I don't want to, I don't want to disservice. We did get the two variants, which is an ice version of. Um, Somnicanth and a magma version of Almadron. Like though, I think those are cool in their own right. I don't think there's anything terrible with, with them, but um, it's just weird to have like two other monsters that were teased that filled the same role, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, what are you doing, Capcom? Well, like even if they're not in the game, they're still in the series, and we can still play the old games and or be hopeful for newer games as well. I don't have time to, to, to play the same game over and over and over. I got new games to complete. Like Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> not not new, but new to me. <laughs> and then I've got to start on Mass Effect. Right? Like I got that. Oh. I saw when I was uh I was at the game store Wednesday, because I normally go there to play Flesh and Blood. Um I was just looking around while we were waiting for things to start, and uh, I saw Mass Effect Andromeda there for five dollars. Yeah, so I didn't steal. I didn't get it. I didn't get it, but I was like, I know it's going to be here because no one's going to buy this for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. (laughs) I will wait because I don't want to play it if I haven't played the other ones. I feel like it actually. I don't really think it matters. Um, It's a totally independent story. I, I mean, they. I understand it is, but I kind of want to feel like I want to be indoctrinated to to go in at its at its 
supposed lowest point. Supposed. Mm. I will say that. I know you won't like. What would you say is your least favorite Mass Effect game, Sasha? Ooh. Um. So what is what is the lowest point to you? Oof. If we're talking about like OG series before remastered, probably the original. The original game is so broken mm. that like if it was not for the writing, the characters, like all the development of the world, I would not have powered through that to be able mm. to enjoy two and three. So it is a testament to how good I think all of the space opera stuff is, but Okay. Andromeda before the remastered Andromeda was I think the most technically sound out of all the games and then they just took all of that and it's through remastered now is all like that all the combat is like mm. Andromeda with the exception of there's some specific abilities that are only in Andromeda sure but okay okay conversely Ace what is your least favorite monster in her mmm It's an easy one for me. It's try because it had the lowest amount of monsters. But... I haven't played that one yet, so I don't know. When you go from like the sixty-seven or something of Freedom Unite, and then the next game you go to eighteen, it was a it was a pretty rough <laughs> yeah. transition. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I'd have to say. Maybe four ultimate, just because DS mm. is such a such a cramped console for the hands. Like yeah, it's, like, it's better since I got the uh, 3D printed grip that I have for it now. But like, it it definitely became painful to play. I would say almost more so than the PSP, just because of how they had the layouts and like. Yep. My I don't know about yours, but that. Uh, gray little nub that they have on the 3ds xl for like the directional right thing yeah that yeah. that has like a indentation from my nail from like how hard <laughs> i've like dug into that to move directions oh, yeah. around mine's my original 3ds one split mm. yeah i had to i had to get a replacement i actually got a replacement that sat over it and made it a bigger button made it more like a psp I remember the PSP left stick that was like a wider than the actual thing. Like it was actually sit, the part of the uh, stick was sitting on top of the plastic instead of it was just like really thin and large for some reason. Right. Like I, it acted like that. I wish I wish they'd just found a way to get another stick in the in the hardware. Without having it to be like the slide-on attachment that you could get for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how you want to play a 3D game without two sticks. I just don't. I just, without movement and camera control, I don't understand 3D games. Like I just don't, unless it's like a single point of view, like an isometric where you're not changing directions of camera often, and then, or like a racing game maybe. Like right. a racing game, I could see you doing without another stick. Like, that's fine because you want to mostly be looking forward. I know some people like to look in a rearview mirror or something to see like 
how can I screw over the guy behind me kind of thing, but like, yeah, yeah, you don't need a stick for that. That's a button. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how they expected to do that. So, um, yeah, I don't I, the. The digital event was short. It basically had three monsters, and we got to see there's some there's a way to switch between switch skill sets, and yeah. that's it. That's that's all it was. It wasn't very long, and we still have the same release date of June thirtieth, so it wasn't delayed. I was almost kind of wondering that. I was like, hmm. I I we're gonna get delayed. I will say there was a. I have to look at it again and maybe look up the weapon on the on the site to see if they've confirmed it at all but it looks like the bow has a new uh mechanic with the switch skill where you shoot like explosive targets onto the wall and then uh your partners can run the monster into those explosive targets i don't know that was an endemic life they showed that they Uh, showed it was an endemic life yeah boo All right. All the fun stuff is a bug you throw on someone. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> um. So, uh, what one of the other ones that's closely related to this that that I wanted to talk about is the fact that Capcom at their earnings meeting talked about that the they wanted to release re, uh, release multiple major new titles before the end of the next fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean new series. However, multiple major. So, like, what what would you guys think are major Capcom series that we could see? Monster Hunter is the obvious one. Sunbreaks counted counted in that count. Dead Rising guaranteed. Dead Rising could be one. Okay, I'd be excited about that. Isn't Resident Evil, and then uh, oh, is Mega Man one, or is that Sega? Ooh. No, Mega Man's Capcom. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, a um, lot of people were hoping for Mega Man. Uh, some people hoping for Devil May Cry as well, as I, I saw. Um, the problem is, like, it's really it's gotten really weird for Capcom in the past couple years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because they went from what what was Cap what was Capcom's big titles like in the past? It would have been Mega Man. It would have been Street Fighter. And it would have been Resident Evil. Right, mm-hmm. like those are like their their big three pillars. Street Fighter's been uh, a joke, essentially, <laughs> for the past ten years, um, and I make that as a joke. Like uh, my good buddy Jacob, who's who's on Bickering Bucks, is a huge Street Fighter fan. One of the running jokes on there is that Street Fighter sucks, and I just don't let him answer, and I just keep talking, and don't let him rebut. Um, oh, but like. Man. It's been a it's been a pillar of Capcom for a long time. It just doesn't seem that way right now. Mm-hmm. It seems like Capcom was big on fighting games for a long time, and you don't see a ton of those anymore. Um, to me, the only really big notable release of like a fighting game was like what there was the the Power Rangers one, Fight for the Grid, two years ago, and mm-hmm. then there was Mortal Kombat Eleven, which was like three years ago. Well, yeah. they did release Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That was a pretty big deal, I think. Did that Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Yeah, it, that's... Oh, you're talking about Infinite? No, there's Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and it's 
like mm. a huge roster of Capcom and Marvel game uh, characters. No, yeah, because they Infinite was the one that had Black Panther, right? They had Black Panther right after the. I gotta look this up. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd have more details, but I don't play fighting games. I, I don't know. Like I was uh, joking, we could, Infi- we could just see Infinite's a multiple. Infinite's the latest one. Like, because 3 was 2011. Yeah, and then, yeah, so you're right, Infinite. But Marvel vs. Yeah, Capcom was... is its own, like... Yeah, yeah, it's own franchise. Yeah, Infinite was the one that the first time they included a Monster Hunter fighter. They had a, a girl hunter in Rathalos gear. Um, that was interesting because we were like, hey, you know, she deserves a spot. Someone in Monster Hunter does. And they were cowards and went with the hunter. Cowards, I say. Cowards. Put a monster in. You cowards. Like I was going to say, we, like I was joking earlier, we could just get a bunch of uh, Monster Hunter spinoffs. Have one of those be... Uh, monster hunter brawlers and just have a list of like all the monsters in the game and they just fight each other i don't know how that works for some of them like that's just not fair i guess you could do it well (laughs) you could do it something like warpath jurassic park you had like a velociraptor that was a selectable character versus a t-rex it was just like yeah this velociraptor even for the movie is way too big like they just upscaled <laughs> a lot of the smaller monsters. Like, okay, no, sure. I will totally slap your Delameter with my Zamtrios. Get ready, buddy. <laughs> that almost sounds like some code dirty and talk. Yeah, it did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was, there was what, whatever that game was that uh, they played on Game Grumps, where it's like the the mechs and one of the mechs that you could choose is Big Zam and it fills like half of the screen. Yes. Yeah. Big Zam. Yeah. I think it was, that wasn't Zoids. It was Gundam. Something Gundam. Mm-hmm. I think. Sounds I'm not right. as familiar. Um, so yeah, so Dead Rising is a good one I wouldn't have thought of honestly because <clears throat> I've only ever dabbled in the first one. Like I don't think I've finished any of them. Right. Mega Man's a, just a big hope for everybody. Because, actually, they had Mega Man 11 not that long ago. So, there's hope for, like, a Mega Man 12 or something. I think they just released another, like, Mega Man package on Xbox recently. So, that is a decent that guess. That makes sense. Yeah. I could see Mega Man happening. Yeah. Devil May Cry, I'm not so sure. I feel like that came out just a few years ago, too. Uh, mm-hmm. DMC five or whatever Devil May Cry five. Oh wait, I can't say DMC. That's the one people hate. That's the <laughs> that's where he didn't have white hair. What if they uh, surprise revive the Lost Planet series? Oh, I'd love that. I I made so many references to the Acrid and and a lot of like my Remoraz article for D and D because Remoraz they they're these giant bugs that have like superheated stuff. I was like. Why is it not acrid? What what couldn't it just be like this this superheated biofuel that's inside of them? I'll just make it acrid, and then I turned a remoraz into an acrid, <laughs> and it was fun. And no one got the reference because I'm a nerd. 
<laughs> yeah, welcome to the club. I make references mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> Plus, in at work, it's we uh, in our group chats because we use Teams. Uh, mm-hmm. I have the we have the ability to send gifts and stuff. Half the time, yeah. people are asking what what I what the stuff I send is from. Meanwhile, it's something from point. like Kung Pao into the fist. <laughs> I love that movie. Sasha, have we talked to you about that movie? I don't know. We've we made several references. I've seen that movie, but you don't like it. I've only seen it once. <laughs> okay, that's I I love that movie. It's one of my favorites, but also. I'm more into comedies than anything. Oh, that reminds me. I watched one of the movies on the list. Which one? Ooh. Um, the Ritual. <clears throat> okay. Mm. And I will say, I'm not displeased with the movie. It was fine. Um, I didn't find it particularly scary. Uh, it was actually interesting in some parts. However, it does fall into the category as to why I don't normally watch these movies because it's just people having a bad time. And I just don't normally, I'm not normally into that. I was like, do I really want to watch people make stupid decisions and just have a rough, rough life because that poor guy and his group of friends. Oh my gosh. It's just like, Hey, it's like if if life was just like a bouncer just came and punched them all in the face and then kicked them in the nuts and walked away. It's like that's that's just the way that movie is. Well, well they're they're having a bad time because they're being stalked by a forest god. I'm not gonna lie. Well, he's also like, going through some some profound grief and survivor's guilt. Yes, <laughs> all of them were and he was yeah all of them were and blaming each other and it was just like a a, like an emotional wreck that everyone was in trying to honor their friend that just died you know brutally too like yeah guy chops him up with a machete at a convenience store like holy cow granted it was only two hits but like that's still rough that was, and then they were blaming him for not trying to stand up to the dudes. Like that was the scariest scene in the whole movie. Was was the convenience store yeah. scene? Yeah, I like the. And now I do like the the creature. I would have to do some research if they actually based it on something because they called it a Jotun, which is one of the giants. Uh, uh, it's supposed to be, from what I remember with the movie facts, it's supposed to be a offspring of the Norse god Loki. So, you know, I do yeah, with that I get what you I get that I I I get that uh yeah, Norse stuff is really weird, but like I can't help but think of the Avengers Loki being like, "This is my son." Ew. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Well, yeah, no that's, wonder that's it's why, so evil. Yeah, that's why it's all all pissed off and has a death cult. Oh boy! Full of uh, it's creepy. Full of uh, citizens in the attic that are seemingly thousands of years old but are still alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like it. The 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 end. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna spoil this for people who haven't seen this movie. The end where he's just screaming at it when it won't leave the forest. 
He's just like screaming in rage at it. And I'm just like, dude, you're never going to recover from this. Like, yeah. well, <laughs> no, I'd say he's better off because he overcame that, that grief and that self, so, that sense of self blame because like, okay, he's finally like come granted. It's in a very messed up way, but he's finally like found the courage to act instead of just sitting there. Sure. sure. And granted, granted um, it was to save a really shitty friend who is blaming him for his friend's death when there's arguably nothing he could have done. I mean, now I, I, I'm sorry if my I'm sorry if you're concern, a combat expert, but I'm I'm gonna wager a bet that nine times out of ten, Machete is gonna win against any amount of liquor bottle that you could have possibly picked up and fought well, back with. That and the people that were robbing the convenience store were high on drugs, so even if right. he would have assaulted them, would it they have reacted in the same way that a person would have? Right. Right. There's that, uh... About the only strategy I could think of is you just started chucking them all the time at That them. is, yeah, <laughs> and, that would have been the most which, effective. Which, yeah. they're not a, they're not a video game character either. They don't have unlimited stamina. And, I don't know about no, you, but liquor no, bottles could be pretty heavy. And you I gotta don't know, get a, I've never held one in, in my entire life, so I have no idea. Well, you've gotta think along the lines of, like, a gallon of milk, or, like, a quart of milk or like a half gallon of milk. Like you can't no, just I understand. infinitely throw I, those. And like, I, depending on I'm the not, shape, it's going to be really awkward to throw too. Yeah. I'd probably, I'm throw not going to like blame the guy for not in front of me. <laughs> right. I'm not going to blame the guy for not tomahawking seven bottles of liquor at people. But yeah. what, but the, my concern is just like, okay, so he went through all of that because one of his friends died that he was a situation he was involved in. Now all of them are dead. And <laughs> and he witnessed this horrifying monster that actually exists. What is his life like now? Like he walks off like, yay, he survived and, and everything's good now. But I'm like, not everything's good. That guy's messed up. That guy like <laughs> mentally done. He's lost every single one of his friends and he had to fight this weird Jotun monster that he had no idea what it was. And well, he's probably just going to have to become a nomad because I mean, there's probably going to be an inquiry as to like, Oh, Hey, where did your uh, three fucking friends go, buddy? So the last time you were in a liquor <laughs> store with your friend, you lost him. Not very suspicious. You take three of your other friends into the woods. They're all dead. That's suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like, oh my God. And you can't, like, obviously you can't tell the truth. No one's going to believe you. No, like, no, you go, you go find the murder death monster. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait here at the edge of the forest where it's safe. You can go in. <clears throat> but I mean, that's, I, it's sort of similar to like, uh, uh, the Blair Witch Project in that it's like a supernatural creature that, holds domain over this whole territory. Sure. So, I mean, they're kind of screwed from the beginning. I mean, they found that shack with the uh, altar in it, and then one of them instantly is, like, being influenced by it and is, like, mm -hmm. what found the next morning or that night praying naked in front of it. Like, 
That should have been their first sign that we need to get out of here. I they think, try, I though, think... don't they? It's intentionally disorienting them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that can happen in a forest very easily because, like, if you don't navigate yourself in a sensible way, like, go in a straight line, follow this tree to this tree to this tree to this tree in, like, a straight line, uh, you can very easily get turned around and think that you're you know, going in a straight line when you're actually going in, like, loops and circles in all sorts of different ways. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, <clears throat> but to be fair, it looked like it looked like they were going in a straight line like they had planned to. It's just they didn't know that uh, a uh, Jotun monster was lurking in the woods. Oh, well. It happens, apparently. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Those aren't real. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was interesting, I will say. So, I had to pull it up. I, I, I was going to watch the next one on my list, but I instead watched the Cuphead cartoon, which is hilarious. Um, what? I actually have them saved somewhere. Yeah, so, Underwater, I think, is my next one. It's a good one. And that's HBO. I might even do that tonight if I'm. I don't know. I've been going to bed earlier than I normally do, so we'll see. Um, so yeah, I watched it. Um, do uh, do you have another uh, game news story, Ace? I mean, like we were talking about earlier, there's the uh, mm-hmm. lawsuit against the uh, video game grading service WADA. Which is yeah, that's my other one too. Alleging that's, that's manipulation insane. of retro game prices, which I've been on and on about recently with uh, the announcement of the 3DS and Wii U game stores closing down. Right, but a lot, a lot of these sales that they're talking about are, are specifically like with NES and or N64. We're talking like super oh, older games, but... I know, but it's but gonna, it is it's not, gonna start it is not out. different. Yeah, yeah, because... no, it, it will. I I actually had an interesting discussion with them. So, uh, uh, one of my friends at the game store, Nathaniel, he's like the one employee that isn't an owner there. Um, he was talking about someone wanted to invest in GTA Five, like just start buying copies the the PS Five version because it's going to be a limited run, and I'm like. No, no. Like he was, he was agreeing with me, basically saying that that's a, that's an insane idea, because, you know, if you're investing in a copy of a game or like something like that, you're 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 expecting that the price of the individual game is going to go up mm-hmm. for resale, and no, GTA Five being the most sold game of all time right now, releasing on a modern console, is not going to be super. Like, no matter how limited the run, it's not going to be worth a lot to begin with. Yeah, and, I mean, you'd also have to go to, like, every single retailer that sells it and buy all those copies. Yeah, to, and, like, like, when you're talking the limited market. run, yeah, we're not talking, <clears> like, <throat> we're talking, like, every game store getting, like, three or four versus like the 20 they normally get that's still a lot of copies for like every game store in Mm -hmm. the united states and or every country that's also getting it 
Right. Plus, plus you have it for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and PS4 and Xbox One. Like, it's already playable. Yeah. On those other systems. Like, are you going to buy it for those or their scarcity of those? Yeah, I feel like those would be the better value copies because those were the ones before digital Probably. digital really took over. Like, I can't tell you the yeah. last time I wait, bought wait. a physical Xbox game. I primarily buy physical games still, I do not. But, yeah. Personally, I do because uh, I can get them cheaper physically, but... Actually, I can tell you the last time I bought a physical game, it was when I got my Xbox One and I got Dead Rising 3 or 4, whichever one came mm-hmm. out at launch, and realized that it doesn't matter that you have the physical game. You have to download it anyway on your console, and it's going to take up a bunch of space yeah. on your console anyway, so why why buy, yep. it, buy it? They do. That's- I, literally, it's because it's cheaper, and I like having the boxes. That's it. That's yeah. it for me. The only thing I wish, like I, I, I think I mentioned it a couple of months back, is I wish like when you pre-ordered a game from like a GameStop or a Best Buy or even like a little mom and pop thing, they would like auto-generate a code for you, like a pre-order code, and it would auto-download. They used to the the start of the game, or not like the start of the oh, game, sure. just like all the core, the core data, so that essentially the disc ask acts as like a switch to make the game work yeah yeah it's just a verification it's just a because that's what pc games have been for a long time pc games have always installed everything on your computer and then the disc is just a check to see if you own it or not that's literally i mean like that's how pc games worked in the 90s like um but eh, you know I'm getting more digital with the times as they go. I, I own a lot more digital games than I, I used to. But if possible, I get them physical. And also, um, now with you know both the girls having uh, dockable switches that can... And her uh, Cece's old switch didn't like cartridges for some reason. So now I can get a copy of a game and we can all share it and not you know have to... I'll download it. So, what's what's up, Ace? Just, just community memes. Just thinking back to uh, oh, what's his, what's a, what's his face on Twitter? Hold on. <coughs> okay. Um, um. Wolfie Wolfie Biotic on uh, Twitter with the mm-hmm. uh, community joke of uh. Dickable switch because of a typo they made a long time ago. Oh, no, I, I just, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I said dockable. Okay. <laughs> no, you did. It's just that. Yeah. That that never okay. escapes my brain because of it. It of comes that. around every couple of months too, and I like to, I like to engage in the spamming of it. Gotcha. So. Yeah, because because of the unique situation of having three systems, I can, like, Cece was like, I really want to play Mario Odyssey. I was like, I already have it. Here's the cartridge. Play it. <laughs> like, I didn't have to go buy it. She didn't have to worry about getting it. 
Now, the thing I don't like is that she still wanted Minecraft mod that she found, but um, my crazy brother gave them $100 yesterday from his tax return each. He's like, hey, I want to spoil your kids. I'm like, okay. They each have $100. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm taking them shopping. So one of them, uh, one of the things they both got was the $50 eShop card so they could get more Minecraft mods. <laughs> I, I told them, I told them, I was like, look, there's a hard limit. You're only putting $20 of this on Minecraft mods. That's it. Buy games or something with the other 30. I'm not, I don't want a sunk cost of if we accidentally delete your save again. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Avoid uh, so tragedy yeah, the, if we can. <coughs> to to go back to the used game lawsuit, um, to 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 listeners, if you if you're not aware, uh, it seems like there's this sort of like almost racketeering level scheme of scam of grading older video games, and the there are lawsuits coming in because of it, because it's only really only like three organizations that are really doing this. Uh, and it's kind of coming to a light that that's been kind of shady. They mm -hmm. mentioned in, uh, in the article I was t the, I was reading about it, like they'll take months uh, to grade a product, like a uh, an eight, uh, one individual didn't get his game back for eighteen weeks. Eighteen after months. After sending it to it the, was eighteen months. Or so, yeah, eighteen months. Sorry, eighteen months. Yeah, eighteen weeks is terrible. 18 months is worse. The average, yeah. they said the average estimated wait time right now is 150 days to get your game back. Yeah, it's insane. What, do they take it apart and take out the software and replace it with fake software? That's kind of what I was wondering is like, what <laughs> stops them from, from doing that? Because they send it back, I think, like sealed and graded, right? Yeah, it's in a special case. So they what actually stops do this a lot for trading it? cards, right? Uh, and it makes sense for trading cards because they you need to find the value of how much it's been played and scuffed and torn and whatnot. If you're going to sell it, which I mean, collectors, I guess it's okay, but like the they're grading the box, they're grading the cardboard around this game. Mm-hmm. If it's still sealed and all that kind of stuff. Now, now, old games have been expensive for a long time, but like, and they and the article talked about uh, the fact that like the the sales spiked it like it was going for millions of dollars when just months ago they were going for two hundred thousand dollars too. So they were there was a lot of manipulation in the market happening by these people too. So um, they part of this racketeering thing comes from when you get your game graded by them, you are agreeing to give them 2% of your sales commission. And then some of the original big sales were purchased by people who are owners of the company. So they're like essentially confirming this inflated cost and then mm -hmm. recouping some of the money through the sales commission. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it says it says that the price of uh, uh, in this PC Gamer article uh, it says the price of collectible games has exploded in recent years, and this lawsuit alleges that wasn't an organic development. 
And I mean, Mm-mm. just in the brief, brief experience that I had, I would say that is accurate when you frame uh, it with games like Devil's Third, because that exploded from like being a hundred to two hundred dollars a copy on like eBay to now like six to eight hundred to two thousand in some cases with what some people are asking and there's even one that's listed like graded on there that's listed too and i'm like it's a disc why is a disc yeah, need to that- cost a thousand dollars See, there's the problem. There's the collector versus the player. And they are, they are at odds on the price. Because the player, I just want to play the game. I was able to get this years ago for $60, right? I just want to play the game. And, that, and the idea of the player is the price is going to go down as time goes. Mm-hmm. But the idea of the collector is it goes up because it's rare and no one has it and that kind of stuff. Like, this is why as much as I love EVO... As much as I love it, I do not use the physical copy to play it because it would be way too expensive to get another copy. Mm-hmm. The copy that I did play back in the day is my brother's and is with him, but I don't want to dig it out and dig out my Super Nintendo every time I want to go play this game because it's not on any virtual console. It's not available on anything. The only thing that I've ever been able to find for it is a ROM hack. Like... That's it, mm-hmm. and because it's not available, it's it's under a company that has no interest in doing anything with it. Yeah. So. So like, things like, things like these grading scales and, uh, dis like these game manufacturing companies that, and their digital distribution and their physical distribution, are why like, I've more so turned my opinion around on like ROMs and emulation and stuff like that, because like if there's still a demand for, you know, these games, it should be accessible to the consumer. Right. And, and there's also, there's also something to be said about preserving history of games too. And -hmm. if we go even further back, like Atari and that kind of stuff, like those aren't going to work like those, those games, sometimes yeah. the, the, the lifespan of a physical item like that isn't going to work. So, you know, I'm surprised that some of my Super Nintendo games still worked the last time I tried <coughs> in 2018. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's not, it's, it's a weird gray area because we do want to preserve, you know, the history of the games we love and, or just the history of games in general sometimes. Like, uh, my uh, my dad recently purchased, like, uh, you know, some of the Atari games. He, there's a guy that we deal with for our business uh, in Ironton, which is about two hours away. But he has, like, a sort of, like, a ROM emulation thing. It has, like, Atari games and stuff on it. But it's got, like, Amiga games, Atari games, Commodore like all sorts of like old systems that I would never know what those games were. This was before my time of playing and outside of my wheelhouse too. Cause I never had those systems. Um, but as well as some N64 ROMs on there and that kind of stuff where, you know, 
it's just there and a lot of it the atari stuff is for preservation right it's just they're just not available mm-hmm. i mean i feel like emulators are kind of the same at this point as where there's just reprints of famous artwork it's accessible to right. everybody just because there's only one of the original shouldn't mean that other people can't have starry nights hanging on their wall yeah it's true yeah, reproductions or, or or the such. Yeah. Yeah, and I I and th- and you're right. The the this kind of problem where the game, the physical games, which they want to tell us is supposed to be the right way to consume the product, isn't just isn't viable financially for. I would probably say ninety percent of people into games like. Mm-hmm. That's not viable for me, if I want. Could you imagine if I wanted to play Mario 64 and I like like Mario 64 was like $2000 for me to just play cuz like, that's what they were talking about was selling well was to you know these graded Mario 64s um mm-hmm. now granted I I did I did buy into the limited run of the Mario All-Star uh 3D All-Star thing you remember that they had the Mario Sunshine Mario 64 and Mario um mm-hmm. Galaxy One on the same Switch cartridge. It was a limited run. Mm-hmm. But But I bought that digitally. I didn't buy that physical. Yeah, which I mean it's great that they did that, but like they needed to do it more often. And with And more, not make it a titles. limited run. Yeah. Because uh, that was insane. It's like, oh yeah, it's only available dig- digitally for the same amount of time too. Once it's done, it's done. Like if you have it, you can re-download it, but you can't buy it anymore. Like Sasha can't get that. It's it's out of the time frame. She didn't even have a Switch at the time. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. unless you find a used copy, which, to be fair, aren't really that expensive. They're like going for about half the price right now. Like uh, at the you know at the game store I go to like I was like, actually saw it there I was like oh here's like three copies of it for like half the price of what I paid <laughs> okay scoop <laughs> I didn't scoop I didn't hoard now I don't the only games I hoard are Monster Hunter games and I've even slowed down on that because I right now Monster Hunter World is ten dollars for a physical disc and I'd be mm-hmm. like I'd totally grab four copies of that and I was looking at it I was like. There's no reason to. There's mm-hmm. absolutely no reason to. So I just didn't. <coughs> and but you know, if there was a if there was a PSP Freedom Unite, I would snatch that up in a second. Because you should you should come up to my my neck of the woods and come to the local game store that I go to. They seem to always have a copy because I think they've had a, a out of the box copy the only- for a couple weeks in a row now. Actually, a couple the only months. reason why local game stores don't have copies because I bought them all. <laughs> nah, you're just not trying hard enough. There was one I didn't buy in Waverly. I don't know if that store is still open. So, <clears throat> um, do we have any other news? I do. Yes. Um, quick news. Starfield got mm-hmm. delayed. Okay. Bethesda. Sure. Yeah. Maybe a good thing yeah. that they delayed it. 
I mean, it was really far out anyways, but that, but they did say, because that being delayed inherently makes Elder Scrolls Six delayed too, because didn't they say they were going to get that done, then Elder Scrolls? Yes. So. Yes. Um, that's what I care about is Elder Scrolls getting delayed, but you know, Starfield too. Yeah. It's, it's a deal. Breath of the Wild too also got delayed. Yep. Mm -hmm. It yeah. did. Um. That's another one of those things where Nintendo bit off something they they couldn't chew yet, and 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 not that they can't do it. I I have every every uh, confidence in them making a, a great game because Breath of the Wild one was so good, but um, Breath of the Wild one got delayed four or five times. What was it? Like a lot? It was a lot that it got delayed. It'll come out when it'll come out, and it'll be fine. It was supposed to be a Wii U game, and then like it. Hey, as, didn't. as long as long as I could still use the magnesis and put one minecart on top of a minecart and create a flying machine, we're good. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Metroid Prime Dead Four Space. has been MIA for a couple years now, too. Uh, Dead Space got a uh, end of January twenty twenty three launch window. Yeah, All right. I saw that. So, we'll see. I'm not sure if I'll pick it up, because I didn't finish it the first time, and I don't expect I'll finish it this time. Well, it seems like they're going for more immersion, based on the uh, dev showcase, so it looks like it's going to be oh, yeah. a lot Scare more... Scare me harder. Yeah, a lot more uh, visually and audibly terrifying. Look, I have a threshold that I don't like to. That game was teetering on the threshold when I was playing it. Make it worse? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, I just uh, I get it. You love the game. My my friend Brian does too. He's into horror stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, that's just not me. I like the part of the game where you're like, you're over the fear and you're just destroying all the crazy things. Um, you mean when your character is fully leveled up and you have all your perks and weapons? and Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, pretty much Doom. Like, just, that's the concept of Doom. You're in a horror up. game, except they're afraid of you. <laughs> just level up the plasma cutter to its, to its peak and you're good. That's all you need. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I have heard that the other weapons are pretty much rendered inert. No, like, the other weapons are good, too, but, like, the plasma cutter is, like, probably just, just the easiest and most efficient, I would say. Right, because all you need to do is cut up limbs. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's the uh, Ripper, which is, like, the, uh, I don't know, Localized gravity or magnetized control saw that you can use mm -hmm. to cut people apart. There's like the uh, line line gun, which is like a th beam, or you can use its alternate, which shoots out like a orb that counts down and explodes. But like you have to time that carefully. Uh, there's the javelin gun. Hmm. Speaking about um, javelins, gun. 
when I was uh when I was playing New Vegas, I actually started with ten javelins. They're my favorite weapon in Fallout. <laughs> Interesting. They they're so fun. You don't. I'm I'm very sad that they, you don't see them sticking out of someone when you throw them into someone. But it's like any part that hits immediately crippled. You do every anything that it touches. You do find them on their corpse though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I recovered a few, yeah. but when I missed, they were just gone, and I was like, "Oh, hey, at least it's not, it's at least it's not like the uh, arrows from the crossbow in uh, Walking Dead Survival Instinct." No, no, they just disappear. I've no, I've told you about that before, right? How bad that is, like. Mm-mm. Uh, Not that I remember, at least. You might have, but I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was uh, the Rad Brad's playthrough that I was watching through on it. Where he literally gets, like, cornered by a horde. And is in, like, the bed of a pickup truck. And he's just, like, shooting them. Grab arrow. Shoot. Grab arrow. Shoot. Grab arrow. Shoot. Grab arrow. Hmm. Like... You did tell us about like, that. Just, just complete asinine. It was a while ago, but yeah, yeah. Just complete asinine gameplay where it's like, just completely breaks the immersion because, like, theoretically, the bolt is only gonna last a couple of times going through skull. Like, true. It's true. And more than one of the walkers are probably going to. Oh, I don't know fall backwards out of reach so like he's just gotta be like right up on him and just like right at them them. stab three of them with one arrow like that's so ridiculous i love that movie but lord of the rings have you you, like that that one time where he takes out the arrow and just like stabs three of the orcs and pulls it out and then shoots another orc and i'm like that one arrow killed four orcs that's not possible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the, they get so much worse than the hobbit though like the hobbit like the stuff just goes bonkers what legolas does mm-hmm. this is like gosh cool it legolas why did you get better in the past because <laughs> he aged he didn't because he's younger the hobbit's a prequel You said, why did you get better in the past? Yeah. Because so he aged, and aged to what would be the present movies with Lord of the Rings. He got older and therefore less less skillful. He's an elf. That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All, all realism and sanity was out the window when he went on top of those giant elephants and then rode the freaking trunk down all the way to the bottom like Fred Flintstone. So, your argument's invalid. (laughs) (coughs) Still on the couch as one. (laughs) Oh, boy. I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I can't lie. I got like I watched the extended edition. I was like, "What have I been doing with my life that I haven't been watching the extended editions?" Because they had so many things. Like I didn't like I. They never addressed in the movie the fact that Aragorn's eighty years old. 
until the extended edition. Then they're like, yeah, I'm 80 years old. He's like, and something about the fact that like the king's bloodline just lives longer. And so it's like, oh yeah, I remember that in the book. I, I, that was weird. They didn't talk about that in the movies. <laughs> Cat attack. My dog's in here somewhere. She's right behind me. I'll just raise it up. Have it be covering some of my face. There we go. <laughs> that's a that's another thing is my dog can have a yard with a fence that doesn't <laughs> j run into the road. Like, <laughs> I'm really hoping for the <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> Well, not like wish you luck. Yes. <coughs> Hopefully they won't uh, say, hey, no, dire, that time but... where it wasn't you has fucked over you. <laughs> Forever and ever and ever. Are you sure that you are you and you are who you say that you are now with you here? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... I learned because I tried to go get a credit card through that same bank of what happened, you know, those years ago when I figured it out. But they were nice about it. They were like, oh, well, here's some information to take care of this. And that's how I tried, at least. I don't know if it went through because I haven't looked at it, you know, tried to do anything like on that scale since. So are you are you a Chamuel, B Chamwise, mm -hmm. C Cham Cham? <laughs> just quiz you on who you are actually they had the false addresses on there when I tried to get my license renewed two years ago mm -hmm. that was a, that was a weird thing too it's like yeah you, you'd want to take care of that and I was like so I can't get my license renewed and they're like go take care of that so like I called into some places like no you can still get your license renewed I'm like yeah that's all I want I don't I don't <laughs> that's all I want I don't want to have to deal with the fact that I never lived at this address that you're saying I did. Just give mm -hmm. me a license. Uh, that's a lesson for, for everyone. Kids, don't get your identity stolen. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's... I mean... It's not really under your control, so... Whatever. Tried. Um, that was, honestly, all the news I had was... The two Capcom, Capcom things and then the game grading thing. Because, like, game grading thing is something that comes up a lot, you know, being, you know, good friends with someone who's in the used game industry. That, that does come up. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I've got a little bit more. Um, okay. I have... So, the Peacock is going to be streaming a Twisted Metal TV show. Which, oh yeah, you I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, sounds really awesome. Uh, so far, it's going to be a thirty-minute comedy, and they okay. have cast Anthony Mackie, who is Falcon, like Falcon Winter Soldier, and mm. uh, Stephanie Beatriz, like Mirabelle from Encanto, one. and um, mm -hmm. Detective oh. Diaz in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, she was also okay. in uh, in the Heights. Yeah. Okay. So some things about it: um, both of these people 
are not cast as any um, anyone from the video games. They're original characters. There's someone named John Doe who Anthony Mackie's going to play, and he's the main character, and his job is to deliver a package across the post-apocalyptic wasteland. So basically Fallout New Vegas, but mm-hmm. twist of metal. Mm. Um, and then... Stephanie Beatriz plays a character named Quiet, who is a car thief, and I'm guessing that her and Anthony Mackie cross paths in a nice little meet-cute situation. They partner up, and Sweet Tooth is confirmed uh, as a villain, in hmm. which I think is exciting. Cobra Kai writer that makes sense. is involved with this show. That's cool. Cobra Kai is a good show. I... I <coughs> Thought you might like that, that bit of information. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. I think I might actually, uh, I will probably renew my Peacock subscription for that. Okay. I don't have it. I don't have Peacock, but that sounds fun. Isn't that the one that, like, Picard's on? No, that's on... Paramount, I think. Yeah, whatever CBS is on. I can't I can't keep track of all these is so which one's Halo on? Par- Paramount? Paramount. Yeah. Paramount. Paramount as well? Okay. Okay. Yeah, of course we also mentioned the the bit of people freaking out about Halo. Like okay, sure. Um As I mentioned before, there's a interesting documentary you guys should watch on uh Peacock called uh in the dark of the valley or something like that in the shadow of the valley mm. but the uh santa susanna test lab yeah mm-hmm. yeah i saw that there was the netflix one you recommended too the other yeah the day. three aisle three I'm, mile I'm, island yeah i'm uh i'm not gonna lie i entirely skipped past it with no intention of watching it <laughs> there it is i was like I could watch I could watch something about people dying for radiation or I can watch Cuphead. I think I'm gonna watch Cuphead. <laughs> By the way, I do recommend Cuphead because it's funny. It's it's Y7, so it's it's kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that depends on your religious views because the devil is a main character <laughs> and is the devil and does try to do devil things um, like steal people's souls, uh, which my girls did not appreciate that part, but they still like the show. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, my, it, my kid's favorite princess, I think, is Princess Bean in Disenchantment. So I, I think Cuphead's probably yeah. tame. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, Cuphead's pretty tame. Um yeah, I still got to watch the last season of Disenchantment too cuz it's it's four seasons now. Mm-hmm. And I've only seen the first 3, I think. I may not have only seen 2. I've been I've been watching through uh King of the Hill lately. And my fiance yeah. is like, "Why the hell are you doing that?" I'm like, "I don't know, I just felt like it." Don't be mad at me. Well, Pan Pan was telling me to watch it for years, um, but it's never been on anything I can watch. So mm-hmm. I will when I can, because it sounds like my kind. Yeah, my husband's been watching it too. I don't, I don't watch Hulu. I don't want to download another app. I know it's Get free, Hulu, but that you could watch King of the Hill, and then, then you could also watch uh, Letter Kenny. 
Letter Kenny is great. Let's, I great love show. Letter Kenny. Canadian Hicks. It's about what? Canadian Hicks. Oh. In okay. a small town. You definitely need to put the subtitles on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, subtitles are on in general for my stuff because of my hearing problem. And not, not because I can't hear them most of the time because I turn it up pretty loud. But also, I just like, sometimes I just mishear things and I'm like, okay, that's what they're saying. So it's a reference already. I, I can hear what they're mm. saying on Letterkenny, but I'm just like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like it's the, one of those... It's one of those comedy shows where, like, they make a joke and usually just, like, roll straight into the next one, too. Yeah. Um, just fast-paced enough that you just helps keep up. Kind of reminds mm. me of the, uh, the, the assistant coach in Waterboy. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, like, I if mean, you they're... actually, like, sit there and, like, put brain power to it, he's actually saying things. You're just like, holy cow, he is really butchering this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they also have an auction auctioneer character that just, the entire show just speaks like he's auctioning off stuff. Oh, well, and his, yeah. And his, <laughs> his, name is, his name is Dickens, like Dick but skins. everyone calls him Dickskin. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. I uh, I watched a I watched a movie. It's just a, I've only ever seen one Super Bowl in my life, and it's because I had a neighbor who I was good friends with at the time when I lived in the apartments. He was like, "Champ, you got to come watch a Super Bowl with me." He's like, "I don't follow hand egg. This isn't a thing for me." And uh, and he's like, "I don't know. Just watch. Like my favorite team's playing." So it was like the Saints. I don't, I don't follow hand egg concussion ball. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> right. So, like, he he was like, "No, no, you gotta watch it." So I watched my only ever Super Bowl with, with my friend because he was like a big Saints fan or something, mm-hmm. and they won, and it was like a really <coughs> exciting game because I understand I understand the rules of the game. I grew up in rural Ohio. That's what Friday nights. That's where everyone was. I was in mm-hmm. marching band. It was required to, to be in the marching band and band. So I had to sit there and learn football or, I don't know, stare at the bleachers. Like, I, <laughs> like so. Always a fun time. I, yeah, I, under, I understand the game. So watch it with him and I'm watching this new movie. It's got, not new, I don't know. It's on Netflix. It's got Kevin James and he's like, apparently it's a true story of like, after they won that Super Bowl, the one they ever won, they got in trouble for like the co- head coach got in trouble for like paying his players to purposely injure other players as like a hitman kind of thing. So like, um, so it's like a it's like a weird like sports story thing, uh, like mm-hmm. movie about him reconnecting with his family because he gets kicked out of the NFL coaching for a year. Uh, and coaches his son's like little little PV team, uh, middle school team, and ah, uh, it was a good movie. It, I watched yeah. that too. Yeah, sports sports scandals are always so weird. Like, because there's that one that you mentioned, but there was also like the whole scandal years ago in the NBA with like uh, refs taking bribes to like rig games and shit like that. It's like, why, why you need to do this? Just let the Money. Let the people play the sports. 
Yeah, I'm 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 almost concerned. Like I'm not I'm not a big fan of a lot of different like real sports, but like when I started talking about like it's a big controversy to talk about concussions in the NFL, it's like really you really think that concussions oh, are dude. not going to have long-term effects? Like dude, holy it's cow. Even, it's even worse in the uh WWE. Like yeah. Some of the treatments of the the wrestlers in there is just horrible. Uh um, Oh yeah. Yeah, both the both the NFL and the WWE really need to uh, fix their shit. I would say. Yeah, I I feel like I don't have much as a say other side than being a human being and wanting hu- other human beings to have a good life, but because <laughs> I don't follow the sports, but mm-hmm. you know, it still seems pretty bad on the outside. Like, oh, <laughs> well, because that's pretty rough. That's... There, uh, Netflix has a documentary on uh, Aaron Hernandez, uh, mm-hmm. who, you know, killed a guy and then killed himself in prison. But he had, they went and uh, posthumously examined his brain, and he showed like signs of severe concussions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I would say there really needs to be like a whole entire like league change. And they need to fix their issues and take better care of their players. And There's not just also expect a cultural only performance. shift with the age <clears throat> in which kids actually start contact football. Like, mm-hmm. kids are like eight years old and playing tackle football. Oh, yeah. So, by the, a big thing. By the time they go to college or they're Aaron Hernandez's age, they already have the brain of a 40 or 50 year old person mm-hmm. mm. it's really really bad yeah holy cow that's dark sorry i went there <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so ea lost the fifa license did you hear that ace I did not. That's funny. I knew it would put a smile on your face. I thought I'd share that with you. Um, I was, I was, I would hope for just completely Star Wars, but like, no, we're not there yet. But uh, so the next EA soccer game is going to be called EA Sports FC. Um, FIFA wants to allow third-party publishers to use their license. That's Good. fair. That's yeah. fair. I mean, EA's been doing it exclusively for how many official sports leagues? For how long? Like, well, cause there's, NHL, um, NFL, NFL, NBA, uh, you know. There's also Pez Soccer, which I've heard is very good. Pro Evolution, yeah. Yeah. I just think there needs to be more competition in the marketplace in terms of sports games. And there needs to be, like, evolutions in the games. Not just the same stuff, mean and like not just their stupid ass pro evolution. Sure, <laughs> uh, and not just their stupid trading card system. That's just virtual gambling that EA has so, been peddling for years. So, what other games are <clears throat> like? What like what other games are actually doing sports? Right, like so we we know about pro evolution. Right, there's the NBA Street stuff. That's sort of like cartoony versions of NBA, but that's still NBA licensed. Like, mm-hmm. I know of exactly one soccer game that isn't pro evolution. 
pro evolution or whatever what I just said and um, FIFA and that's Captain Subasa which is based off of an anime soccer game like that's it that's all I know for soccer like, otherwise, otherwise I was we're getting Mario Strikers otherwise Mario I was going to say technically uh, technically Rocket League yeah it's true Rocket League uh, but who, I mean, being the most popular sport in the world, we get like we're talking like four series of it. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like there would be more. There's the yeah, Olympic which, games. They have those video games come out every time the Olympics are. Those are mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. really funny to play, poorly intentionally. Yeah, there was like a. <laughs> There was a Super Nintendo one. It was like you had a like a frog played in a different Olympic games that I played a long time ago. Like I liked those. I think they were just they, I think there was our official too, like official licensed Olympic stuff. Mm -hmm. Um I don't remember the name of it at all. But they like it's weird cuz like sports games have always, you know, is 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 as gamers we make fun of the sports games cuz they're so the same and about sports you know like sports ball is like the 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 thing that people moniker you know regular sports to not like i have a thing against sports i mean i i ran in track and then i liked soccer quite a bit uh i wasn't able to play it because my school was too small to have a team but i would have played oh it's, it's weird it's weird that they were so popular for so long and now they're just sort of relegated to these like side games to a lot of people's mentality on EA, even though they sell tons. They have to. LCA wouldn't be doing them. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be a pillar of their company. Yeah. I just think they need, we need to uh, get back to just having games be games instead of having all these different microtransactions that infest them mm -hmm. and take over. Yeah. True. I agree. But since they create such giant-ass profit margins, I don't think we're going to see that happen anytime soon. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Nope. I mean, there's certain ways it came into a backlash, like loot boxes and stuff being labeled as gambling, and some people were like, oh, that's, whoa, okay, we're, we're not going to mess with those. Like, then Blizzard went full hog on them instead. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Blizzard. <laughs> Poor uh, Overwatch there. Man, I, I tell you what, as fun as Overwatch was, that game got such a raw deal at times. <laughs> so? Like, just like it got hit with uh, so many controversies. Now, granted, it's not like it wasn't warranted, but it was like, hey, the cool thing to make money is loot boxes, right? And then Star Wars Battlefront happened, and they're like, oh, oh, okay, well, we still have those, so we're going to do Professional League. Isn't that cool, right? Oh, esports is really taking a hit right now. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> like that poor game. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, it happens. Maybe I really liked it too. Maybe they've since learned. 
Like we'll I see. had a dedicated playgroup. I've talked about it a couple times. You know, we had a full team. We were doing ranked matches. Like we were, mm-hmm. um, I think gold level ranked season two. Like it was, it was fun. I, I got to be Farah, which was awesome. I don't, I don't know. You guys, you guys don't know who that is. She's basically mm-hmm. the only person that had that could fly. She had a jetpack. And she had this non non damaging <clears throat> attack that pushed people, and I would just stand near ledges and push people off cliffs, just boop. Okay, got a triple kill. Boop. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and for for a second, speaking about jetpacks, freaking mm-hmm. TT Games needs to fix the jetpacks in Lego Star Wars. Uh oh. Like, I still haven't played it again. I have it, but I still haven't played it again. Like, the traversal is like barely above walking speed. It only lasts like 1.1 seconds or something like that. It's pathetic. As compared to like I mean, other Star Wars games where you can actually like traverse the environment and stuff like that. And I get sure. that for like maybe early games so that you're not just like unlocking every single thing possible. But, like, right. at a certain point, it should be fun to use and not just, like, well, why they even make it usable? If it's just for, like, 1.1 seconds, it's really just... Now, I do want to preface this. This is a joke for our good friend Mossy, who's the number one Boba Fett fan. But I do see them sucking, because Boba Fett uses them. There's also a jet trooper in the game, and there's also Django Fett. Mm. Oh, don't even get started on Django. Django's even worse. (laughs) He gets, like, half the screen time of even Boba Fett, and just dies. It's it's the writing. It's not his fault. I know. I know. And I know a lot of people are going to come at me because Boba Fett actually escaped the Sarlacc and yada yada and the Mandalorian. Yes, I've seen the Mandalorian. Actually, wasn't... There was something I didn't watch. Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, I didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett. Probably because it was Boba Fett. (laughs) My most hated Star Wars character. (laughs) Nah, it's... It's decent. Tamura did a really good job with the character, I would say, as opposed to what I, hordes of people I liked him in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He seemed fine in the Mandalorian. I just didn't, you know. Well, he's you just get not his, my character. You get his backstory and what he's been up to. His backstory. Oh, okay. Since since the original movies. Yeah, you get to. Right. See him escape the pit and then uh, learn how he comes to uh, have Tuscan garb and one of the, uh, oh, what are they called? The, there's a specific name for like the sticks that they use, but I'm blanking on it right now. Okay. I was going to go with Bantha Riders. Are you using one of those? But you, Bantha Sticks, maybe? Are they Bantha Sticks? Is that what they're called? I don't know. I know that the shaggy <clears throat> yeah, he, animals he does, are banthas. He does ride a bantha. Mm-hmm. 
Then towards the end, he rides something else that's a lot cooler. I it's Star Wars. I mean, it could be anything. It could be. <laughs> it could be like a giant. Fine. Tentacled holy thing. He rides a fucking rancor, dude. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay, I get that rancor. All right. I wonder if those are native to Tatooine. I mean, they're all over Star Wars. Like in, uh, mm. well, not that it's canon, but in uh, Force Awakens, there the planet Felucia is like almost full of them, rife with them, overrun with them. Because okay. uh, you fight one, you go through a different tunnel, then you fight two at the same time, and then there's like an Omega one that you fight. Okay. So. I don't keep fighting the, the, what was the, what was the game I played? I had the red haired Jedi escapee. Oh, Cal Kestis in a Jedi Fallen yeah. Order? Fallen Order, yeah. I was like, I don't think you fought one in Fallen Order. No. You fight those weird toad monsters. Yeah. Those were mean. Those are very mean. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> is there any other news that we have, or are we all just spitballing at this point? Um, the only thing else I have, if you want to talk about it, is the Activision uh, diversity space method. Oh, yeah, we talked oh, yeah. a little about this That's, before the show. I pulled up the article for that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a rough one. Um, uh, can, I, can I read the beginning of this Kotaku article? You sure can. Go ahead. Today, Activision Blizzard fulfilled its daily oopsie quota by <laughs> blogging about how the publisher's subsidiaries have been apparently using a special tool to help them develop more diverse characters. It apparently thinks it can accomplish this without, I don't know, actually talking to or hiring marginalized developers. Uh, right. Why rely on pesky, fallible humans when we have powerful data to tell us we've reached enough diversity points to start a new video game culture war? Numbers do not lie. I mean, look at this. It's obvious, isn't it? The well-designed graph tells the all, clearly and calmly. So the graph, um, it is, it's a septagon. It has, uh, it has the following character traits, culture, ethnicity, age, ability, kind of referring to their level of disability, their body type, their gender identity, and their sexual orientation. And the closer that you are to the middle of the graph, the more heteronormative you are. And the further out to the border um, to each one of the individual points, the more diverse that you are. Um, I would love to know what the sliding scale of ethnicity is. <laughs> Just curious about that. Um uh, yeah, I've got nothing. I, I... <laughs> sour, sour cream to black bean. Yeah, but, but... it'd probably be named something mm, stupid wow. like that. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's Activision Blizzard we're talking about. 
I it has know, to be but stupid that is so that is so two dimensional too. Like that is that's like, the point of why I said it. Because <laughs> like I know, but it's like <laughs> it's so hilariously two dimensional because it's like even if that was the scale, you would already miss the point. There, it's already it's already broken. <laughs> it's already done. Like, well, like, what are you thinking? Creating essentially like a bot to do this for you. Why would you not, A, hire the people or hire people from different, like, cultures and okay. backgrounds and do, like, so, actual surveying or actual, like, theoretical, like, learning about getting, cultural getting stories that have been passed down? Getting an expert and or someone in the, in the know of various cultures and such. Now, <clears throat> not that not that they have always done a great job, right? But something like Overwatch, which they were showing Overwatch characters in that graph, does do a lot of references from other cultures and that kind of stuff. However, traditionally, there has just been, you know, what they are, usually, it, it, developing the games. You know, we're, we're talking about, what would you say, heterosexual... White males, mostly that work work and do this stuff. I mean, I, there are females in in obviously in Blizzard, because um, that a lot of what we've been talking about was females dealing with said issues. You know, with mm-hmm. all the other lawsuits, harassment, and other things in the workplace. But right for a large part, there's been a very small window of ethnicity at, in in the development team, but. Overall, they have usually, like, not usually. Uh, let me let me re- let me rephrase this. They have referenced other cultures in their games multiple times, multiple ways, but it's always in a limited scope based on their experience. And I can get where we need to talk to other people to get a better understanding. I would say the most obvious choice of this, seeing that, and it, it was in the graph, was Overwatch. Because you do have characters who are from real-world places and real-world cultures in a fantasy setting, but still, you know, it does take take place on Earth just in the future. And it is referencing direct cultures and direct things. And yeah, I would hope they would reference people from those cultures they're trying to represent. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But doesn't it just feel a little less authentic to find that a character that maybe you identify with was generated by the diversity space method and not a person who like genuinely put their heart and soul into developing that character to create a character. Yeah, no, it does. It cheapens it. It cheapens it greatly because you're it's, it's almost like, um, what do they call that in hiring? Where the, you're trying to hit that affirmative diversity, action. affirmative. It's like affirmative action in in your video game roster. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very. And this, this I would say, would be an acceptable critique of this type of thing, as opposed to uh, the idiot that I've talked about on here a few times, Quantum TV, because mm-hmm. he literally critiqued Horizon Forbidden West. For the amount of black people that are in the game, when they just exist in the game, alongside like white and Asian people, 
and people of all different kinds of skins. But like the thing about Horizon Forbidden West is that there's no like culture informed by just like their skin. It's informed entirely by the region that they live in. Because mm. all the culture from the previous like world, world in that universe is gone because of the actions of Ted Farrow. Because he wiped the Apollo database, which had all the previous knowledge from all of humanity, and he just wiped it. So they're all just tribally based, and they have their own separate belief systems. And, like, right. that, I would say, is far more le- legitimate and real and grounded than what I would say Activision Blizzard slash Overwatch is doing with their little metrics meter here. Like, Right. Now, is this an <clears throat> example of how to use the chart, or did they actually do Overwatch with this chart? I, I think they're saying that they actually created some of the newer characters. So I, I've never played Overwatch, so I don't, I don't know any of their names. But I guess that there's like the first black female character in Overwatch was used using this diversity space method. Gotcha. I have not played Overwatch since 2017. So, you know, we're talking the year after it came out. So it's been a long time since I played. Um, and I think I bounced after the first character that was added was added in. Like, I played with the base roster. Mm. And to be fair, I didn't feel... Now, granted, this is based on my limited knowledge of said cultures, right? Um, I didn't feel that they were... A, like, stereotypical, you know, just just 100% stereotypes of the cultures they were representing. There were aspects of that, like, let's say, um, what is his name? There's, 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 I can't remember their names, but they're brothers, they're from, Jap- uh, they're Japanese, Kenji, and then I don't remember the other one. One was like an archer, like a samurai kind of archer guy, the other one was like a Hanzo? ninja sword guy. Hanzo. Yeah. I feel like those felt a little more genuine than what you would say your average game is because there were things steeped in that culture there that, again, I am very limited knowledge of that. I'm not a good, you know, I'm not not good for that. But, like, it seemed okay, but I don't know about the newer characters, and that could be the case with the newer characters. Like, I'm only familiar with the original roster. Um, yeah, I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't know, but it didn't feel bad. But then again, I'm not from those cultures, right? Like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't think there's any Native American in there that I could feel good or bad about. And then again, it's never going to be, you know, the the, close to the tribe that I'm in. I feel like the issue is not that they're, that they have the representation. The issue has more to do with the fact that do they have the representation because they, the creators themselves find value in representation or because it's a hot button issue. And so we designed this tool to add diversification to our character roster that we don't actually care about. It's just to give some, some lip service to something that a a subsection of our fan base cares about. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's a very complex answer. 
I'm sure that there are people there who designed the characters and or worked on their story that do care and did try to put in that work. But I'm sure there's also aspects of they were forced to do it because corporate said we need to hit this quota. Also, like, I'm sure that it's a mix of various things. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I feel like on the, like, just remembering when I was in Overwatch and remembering the original uh, leader, I don't remember his name, he has since left the company. Um, he left, like, he announced Overwatch 2, and then a couple weeks later he kind of left. Um, I don't remember his name, but he was very upfront with like develop like your developer talks and like develop like that kind of stuff. The team seemed very genuine and very passionate about what they were working on, not just as a game but also culture. Like I think they were very they were very outspoken and open about how many different cultures they were trying to incorporate. I don't know if that's still happening and or if it's the same people and they have the same dedication to that aspect, but. Again, they don't really... you just saying that doesn't mean it's true either. Like, I don't know how... If, like, they were just told by corporate to be like, hey, we're so pro this kind of stuff, and the developers were like, I don't care what they look like, I just want them to be able to do this ability in this way, and, like, I, you know... But then again, there's people, there's people who are more interested in the lore and story who are in the development team, too, who are doing storyboards and stuff, and the mm -hmm. animations, and... Like, you know, like, I, I don't really, it, it's, it's a long way to say I don't know, but I think it's, the general thing is a mix. Like, I don't think it's hard, no one cares, the, here's the graph. I think, yeah, I think it's, that's I think a it's very, very heartless weird. way to go about it. I think it's very weird just to have a system in place to essentially create the skeleton of the character instead of just collaborating with people and deciding what kind of a character you want to make and then build it up from there because it sort of feels like they're just doing the thing of all right what quota are we going to hit this month what quota are we going to hit this month what are we going to hit for this launch package what are we going to get for this launch package instead of like hey i really have this character that i want to bring bring to life in this game that i'm passionate about it just feels mm -hmm. really hollow and meaningless. Yeah, and again, I, my initial impression from the original game was that, that was not the case. Like, mm. that was my initial initial impression. I don't know, obviously. I could be mm. wrong. Um, and it could very well be a very different beast in the new stuff, because I haven't followed the game in five years. So, but... It's sounding like if they're using this graph more along the lines of what you're saying. Like, it that just seems feels more like it feels sort of like just the gateway to the homogenization of video games to me. Mm hmm. Based on what little I've read about it so far. I kind of agree that, like, okay, we're you're going to have 10 characters on this roster, and we need to make sure that a certain percentage of them check off these specific measures. Right. And I, I will say, conversely, I think another game series that has a lot of this where they pseudo-base things in real world is Mortal Kombat. And I think Mortal Kombat, as much as 
it was created by a bunch of white dudes who wanted to see people punch the crap out of each other and love kung fu movies. Like, they do try to incorporate a lot of story, lore, and presentation from various cultures that those characters and are created characters. They're not generated. Mm -hmm. They're, this is my idea. Like, the idea of Scorpion has been in, you know, Ed Boon's mind, <laughs> like, yeah. forever. Like, I, I would say Mortal Kombat is, is violent and as gory and as, you know, like, like debased as it is at times, does do some good respect to various cultures in a fantasy way. But, like, I... If you've heard them gush about Scorpion, who's like their, you know, their token character, who's Japanese from 100% American developers, like, mm -hmm. and they do try to respect that, um, especially if you've seen stuff like the move, you know, the, the not the 90 whatever movies, but like the newer movies and stuff and the, the miniseries they do, they very much pay very much respect to, you know, that culture and that time period in which he's supposed to be from same with sub-zero he's in he's the same he's just a different clan in the, di in the same time period he's an asshole right and then you have someone who's like no one likes which is like the the white guy cop striker which like <laughs> i mean i liked him he was fun but <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, but you know, all of their characters have a story and have like a culture and have something behind them. Whereas like, yeah, you know, they, they do that with overwatch. They have these character details and stuff that they put out, but it does feel very manufactured if they're doing that. Cause I, that's rough. That feels mm -hmm. very rough. Um, Again, it's it's very it's very, you know, we I talked a little bit about it before the show. For me, as a Native American, seeing very little representation. That you know, when I do get representation, I'm like, whoa, we've hit, we've we've gone above the bar. We're good here. Like, like how much respect are they doing to like? It can get cliche. Like, don't go don't, don't get me wrong. Like Nighthawk in Mortal Kombat can feel cliche as hell, being like a shaman who summons spirit wolves <laughs> and has you know, green mm -hmm. spirit tomahawks and stuff. But to be fair, I still think he's still a cool character. You know what I mean? Or conversely, in, in Killer Instinct, we have Thunder, who's kind of the same thing, except tomahawks and lightning storms. Like, he's a shaman kind of deal. Like, there's not really like... a lot of diver diversity in that space. <laughs> There's also like Connor and Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, right. And Connor, I feel representation wise for me, like to what I've experienced as a Native American, is the closest I've seen. Cause he is an Eastern tribe. That's the first time I've seen an Eastern tribe represented, mm -hmm. honestly. Cause it's all, you know, what people remember from Westerns, the Western tribes, you know, with the big headdresses and stuff and Connor being such a stoic and I don't know reserved character for the, in comparison to so many of the other assassins in the series. Mm -hmm. And then everyone hated him, and I was like, "Well, that makes me feel awesome." The one Assassin Creed character I identified in lights. Thank mm -hmm. you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked him enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, hated That's his dad. Have to. Really wanted his oh, dad dead the, really, the one, really quickly. Uh, he's the Templar. You talk about the yeah. one who's the English Templar. Yeah, yeah. And his grandfather was like the one in black flag or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 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 I. It's just bad. It's just bad that they're doing that, and it's bad that just talk to people, just figure out what you know. And it feels better if you create a character with an idea in mind from the ground up. You know what I mean? It's just like... I don't know. You guys play D&D. So it feels like, hey, I'm going to go grab this build online and shove a personality onto it versus, no, the personality builds the character. You know what I mean? Like, those feel more authentic and and built up and real. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, like insert personality B into into character C or you know, you know what I mean like it's just ugh. apply skin skin color A-2B right yeah like very mechanical and very Cor- cold correlated with cultural background 2-8-5C it feels very specific Ace Ace are you working <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just mimicking what they're they're essentially gonna lead to. It's right. just like homogenized, automated game making, where it's all just you know, it's... formulated. Yeah. <clears throat> where you know, like, as, as much we... as we hate on EA and stuff, like EA doesn't do this stuff. Now, granted, they don't have games that really cross these boundaries, but like. You don't hear about this coming from EA, right? Like, well, that's because in sports games they don't have to like come up with the backgrounds for the players. They, the players. I mean, just they exist. did stuff like Dead Space. You know, they had Spore. I guess. <laughs> like again, they don't cross these boundaries really. But yeah, now that they've been on the downturn, they're finally uh, seemingly, seemingly very hesitantly, I will say pulling their heads out of their asses and actually working on developing good games instead of just trying to fucking cash cow it with every launch. Mm-hmm. True. We'll see. I mean, I am they screwed up Star very, Wars pretty rough. Very hesitantly excited for Dead Space. Like, I've got one foot stepping in the door, but the rest of my body is like... Yeah. Keeping an eye on you, EA. Down downloadable content for each weapon. There you go. I would destroy my pre order so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So um I would interrupt a customer. Interrupt I would I would I would interrupt a transaction. I'm sorry to cut you off, ma'am. This is important. Bring up my number. <laughs> I've got to correct um, this now. <coughs> any other uh, thoughts on on the uh, the pen, the terrible what was it? Septagon? Yeah, I have no other thoughts on that. Okay. Could you uh, not? I mean, yes, they could not. 
We should could not. You, could you? Could you not? Could you actually put in the effort of like hiring people from diverse backgrounds? I don't. I don't think you have to go as far as hiring. I think you have, consulting is fine. Um, hiring and consulting, both I would say are important. Because clearly, sure, no, clearly, if this is what they have in place now, that means there is a lack of creativity and diverse thinking in the workplace. Yeah, right. But so also, that needs to be changed as well. Sure. Um, I don't disagree. However, <coughs> um, the developer space is not a great, it's not like everyone from every culture is working as developers too. Like, like I said, with the native American thing, like wh- how, what were they supposed to do with this land is mine? Like how many people are you going to get to actually work on a project like that? That is native American. Like not a lot. Um, I mean, can't say that for other cultures. Depends obviously, on if they tried. There's obviously, yeah. If you're, you know, just say Japan. I mean, half of the freaking game industry is Japanese developers, so I, I can't, I can't defend them on that one. But, um, yeah, like, yeah, sure. I hiring, but also consulting, right? Like hiring is is a bigger move. I'm, you know, like, I'd say it's I, not I think, asking too much to have both. No, no, I'm not saying it isn't, but I'm saying it is. It's 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 not as easy, and they're not going to go the not easy path. You know what I mean? But I feel like, especially when we're talking about a company like Activision Blizzard, <clears throat> they have so much money that they can create roles that are not just game developers. Like you can have mm-hmm. consultant oh no, they roles. they have roles that aren't just that right so why that are... why are they not filled with a diverse population of people like i understand that we're not gonna it... find you know like this huge crop of people that are game developers that also identify with some of these other like diverse traits sure. but it doesn't mean that historians don't exist that people who sociologists no, don't true. exist behaviorists don't exist like there's so many other ways that they can get this information than just letting white guys use a a graph. No, yeah, no, I'm not defending their decision to use a graph at all. But, um, I just you talk about hiring. I just don't. You, you, hiring's a problem across the country right now. <laughs> like, well, as as has seemed to be the trend of the problem lately, I would. Caution, I guess, that it's probably related due to the board and a certain uh, right. uh, president. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> who wants to work there now? Like, how many people left that loved working there, at least in some aspects? Not, obviously, in all aspects, because they left. But, it, you know, or at least they had the love, the idea of working there. And that's not the case anymore there, too. So, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, no, they should. If there's an opportunity to hire someone who is qualified and diverse, I think that should happen more often for sure. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a game developer, at least not yet. My dad keeps (laughs) still trying to make me one, but he's like, you know what you should really do, Sham? You should really make a game for our company. And I'm like, 
Pass. I think I'll learn CAD instead, which is literally something, <laughs> something I said this week. Like, I would rather draw. Does he have an idea of what the game would be? Or is this just... Uh, well, we've had several ideas. <clears throat> I He's had me pitch my ideas of stuff that I would do in games. And, like, I, you know, the first game that I would technically love to, quote-unquote, make is uh, a spiritual successor to EVO that is a little bit more freeform. Probably mm-hmm. doesn't have as crazy as a story because I'm not that creative as far as story goes. I mean, seriously, when you... Like, just a little snippet of the story for that game. You kill the yetis because the yetis are keeping other mammals from evolving because they don't like that other animals could be stronger than them. So, they're stunting evolution. So, you kill the yetis and... The ancestor, you, your character doesn't kill the baby Yeti, and it goes off screaming mommy and daddy in an NES game. So it, what it happens up happening is it goes, run, 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 run. Dialogue pops up, mommy, daddy, run, 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 mommy, daddy, run, 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 mommy, daddy. And then, like, you go into the next stage, and then these giant monkeys that are, like, Sasquatches hate you because you destroyed their family. And the the ancestors of screaming mommy daddy they can haunt haunt their dreams like, like <laughs> I'm not that creative. <laughs> oh boy, it's it's a weird game. <laughs> um, Interesting. but yeah, no, I I agree. I think there definitely needs to be a change. There something's wrong there if you're using that graph for sure, or that chart or whatever you want to call it the abomination that helps them insert personality into character. It's just rough. It's just not a way to do it. Um, I don't really have much else for news stuff. That's the problem with me. I'm not super good on the news episodes. I feel like, like it's just, I get busy and I don't pay attention to the news because I'm just playing games. Like the games I've been playing, have all been old right now. I've not played anything new. I mean, after Braun posted in the group chat, I'm tempted to do, uh, do some more 3U tonight. I've had uh, yeah. GU in my Switch for the past week. I booted up Final Fantasy IX because it was on sale. And then I, because I never played it, but I really like the black mages in um, Final Fantasy series. You know, the, the ones with the really big hats and they have like, you can't see their faces and they got yellow eyes. I, I just mm-hmm. I always thought that was a cool aesthetic. And it's, they have a character, the Vivi or something like that, that is like just one of those black mages from the Final Fantasy series. Actually, no, I've been playing Stranger of Paradise for Bickering Bucks. So that's a modern game, but also Final Fantasy. I'm playing two Final Fantasy games and Fallout. <laughs> so I'm not really up on modern gaming news <laughs> right now. Fair enough. Except for, except for Sunbreak. I mean, I, I did <clears throat> I did watch Sunbreak as it was ending and then rewatch the whole video. <laughs> there was a there was a meeting that was like a financial meeting and I, I'm don't I don't have anything to be with a meet, financial meeting at work. So Dad and Chauncey were in there with Chauncey being the financial guy. So I was sitting in the car waiting for them to be done with this meeting while I was watching the Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak event on my phone. 
<laughs> which was which was fun per se. Not like mm-hmm. I was skipping out on work. I just have nothing to add as far as the financials of the company go because I don't know them. So why would I right. talk about them? <laughs> I guess uh, I guess Dad was joking around to have me in there as an intimidation tactic. I don't know why. Because why would you want to intimidate your banker? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Just like three of us versus him, or something like that. He was being. He's joking around about it. So, yeah. Well, next week is our usual Monster Hunter week. Uh, Sasha will probably not be joining us until unless we can indoctrinate her in a week. So Probably not. Probably not. What if I just send you a copy of Rise? Well, I probably still won't play it right away. I still haven't even beat Wonderlands. I, I, uh, I should have more time for gaming and starting in June, though. You know. Mm-hmm. I'll send you it's a. True. I'll send you a copy of Rise, and then a really stupid picture of me, holding like, a knife to a piece of paper with the word "your job" written on it, like I'm holding your job hostage. <laughs> <laughs> Play the game. Um. Or else. Uh, so I expect next week we'll probably go in more depth onto what the digital event was and some other stuff with uh, with Sunbreak coming out so soon. And we actually have another digital event coming before the release. They said sometime in June. So. Yeah, pro- I expect probably like a week or two before. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to work with. There's only 30 days, so. They've got essentially three weeks and now well, four weeks to work with. Oh yeah, I uh, found out too because I stopped in at GameStop earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the uh, release of my Fatalis figure has been uh, moved to the fourteenth of next month. Hmm. So, got a little bit more time. All right. A little bit more time, and then I, Heck and Chongus is going to be here. I have <coughs> I have some time, so the Starship Troopers game was delayed till June sixth, so mm-hmm. I have time to finish Starship Troopers before before we get uh, Sunbreak, and also our Bickering Bucks episode is going to be longer. We're actually because Brian has to work a lot, so I'm going to be stretching out my playthrough of stranger of paradise until because usually we'd, we'd record the end of this month and we're talking the end of next month because mm-hmm. you know he's a big director and work has seven people underneath him he's got to manage and yada yada no, just making fun. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah well i guess we'll wrap it up here uh thanks for joining us tonight those who did and uh We'll uh, we'll catch you next week with some Monster Hunter stuff. Uh, be sure to follow at Hunters uh, at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter. Um, we did release the Flesh and Blood episode finally. Um, we recorded Monday, but I had a lot of other things to get ready, like the art and the uh, the theme. Jacob did a wonderful 
wonderful job on, on a new theme for the Flesh and Blood show. It it reminds me of Mortal Kombat music. You did a really good job with it. Like nice. It it's pretty good. Um so uh be sure to check out that show. Uh we just released the Tiny Tina Bickering Bucks a couple weeks ago, so catch up on that because it's gonna be a while on Stranger of Paradise. And um so yeah, uh if you guys want to follow Ace at Ace Badger Gaming on Twitter. Been posting some clips from Generations Ultimate and also some crowns. Yeah, I saw the crowns. I didn't see the Gen U uh, clips yet, but yeah. Then yesterday I was getting my, well, me and some brandos were getting our cheeks slapped by uh, several Bloodbath Diablos. So that was fun. That's rough. That's a rough monster. I remember us doing that with Morg, and it was that was a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel and like, then I feel like doing any any hunt with Morg is just a ride because he's <laughs> such a wild card, both with he how is. he how he hunts and then both with how how he like makes his sets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good though. He was really good at the game. Um. So, and then if you guys want to talk to Sasha, uh, be sure to join the Discord because that's where she's at. So, mm-hmm. we should be open. Should be on my Twitter. Uh, we've had a couple people find it through there. And, it, of course, you don't know. It's always welcome to ask, and I'll send a link. Um, but otherwise, uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we'll we'll catch you next week. And in Sasha's case, two weeks. See ya. Bye, Steve.